Welcome to the Marshall Graham Interviews. Today, I'm going to play you an interview I did with Kendrick Carmouche on January 19th. It was the second interview I recorded for my Econ 265, the Economics of Racetrack Wagering Markets class. I started my class with the interview with Tom Van Berg, a trainer. Now I've got an interview with Kendrick Carmouche, a jockey, so I hope you enjoy it. Um, if you do enjoy it, go back and listen to the JK Plus One interview that Jonathan did with Kendrick on June 27th of 2021. I think you will enjoy that as well. But uh, anyway, hope you enjoy it. Once again, I want to thank our sponsors, Millridge Farm. Millridge stands Aloha West and Oscar Performance. They'd be a great place to board your mare, to sell your mare. Again, a top flight outfit, and I appreciate them sponsoring uh, these interviews. Well, I'm happy that Kendrick Carmouche is joining us. Kendrick, uh, uh, your whole family is involved in riding. Your dad was a jock. You got siblings who are jock who are jockeys. How, were you always destined to become a jockey? And how early were you at the track galloping horses? Well, I think I was destined just because I followed my dad pretty much every step he took as a as a young teenager. Um, I saw what made. Our family successful, and I thought I could have do the same on a higher level if I could have traveled along the world. And um, just being positive all the time, man—that's the most important thing. I saw my parents do. Well, how 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 early were you at the horses uh, at the track? Uh, I know you couldn't be a jock till you were sixteen, but how early were you there oh. galloping horses? Oh man, I was galloping horses when I on the farms whenever I was nine, ten years old with my dad until I was probably about so I I went from twelve to fifteen just getting on like race horses on farms. Like my dad just put me on horses and just telling me, You got the reins, talk to him, make him your best friend and you know, he taught me if you get along with the animal, um, they're gonna they, they they're gonna do more for you. They're gonna you know they 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 got, they're gonna keep you safe. They, they they're not gonna try to harm you because they are twelve hundred pound animals. That's all you're doing is sitting on their back and slightly controlling them. If anything they wanted to do, they would do it in the blink of an eye. You know, so um, once I turned sixteen years old. I started riding racehorses right away. I was a jockey soon when I turned sixteen. Do you remember? Do you remember your first winner? Oh, I remember it like yesterday. Um, it was a horse called Earl and Aaron. It was for one of my second cousins, and my dad had took off the horse because I was riding with my dad at the beginning of my career, like the first four months. Me and my dad rode together because my dad was still a jockey. So my mom was my agent and my dad's agent as well. So my dad had a double call. He kicks off. I get on Earl and Aaron. And from there, it was history. You know, I rode a good race. Uh, um, I didn't look as good as I wanted to as an apprentice jockey, but I had all the fundamentals down from watching my dad switch dick and um, just getting along with the horses and just understanding the horse because once you understand the horse, the riding gonna come to you because it's just it's gonna be um, God give you a God natural talent to to do these things whenever it's in your family. 
Well, I saw, I, you know, I was looking it up, and it was your 22nd start, and it was your first horse that hit the board, and, and you won it 12 to 1. So at, uh, that must have been a day. Um, I, was the one, I was the one horse, right? I, 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 don't, I didn't look that up, but I saw, I saw, I saw it paid to the betters. The betters made out, and, uh, and again, it was uh, your first winner and first time hitting the board, and then the first of many. I guess you've now won over 3,500 races. Tell me about your physical preparation. You know, like you already mentioned, you're controlling a 1,200-pound animal, and yet the premium on being a, you know, your professional athlete, and yet your premium is on being of smaller statue, statute, but still being very strong. So tell me about how you physically prepare uh, to ride racehorses and stay in shape. I mean, me personally, you, you, it, it, you got to have a good mindset because you can't eat as a regular human being, meaning you can't eat a full-size meal. If, if you do get a meal, you got to eat a half-size, and then you just go from there. The next morning, you eat something real small, maybe a granola bar, because you... you, you just can't eat and ride racehorses if you don't feel comfortable at um, squatting position. So, you know, we work out, we watch our weight that way, but we also have to go in the steam room at least 45 minutes every single day, sometime an hour, just to lose three and a half pounds of water weight. Because for me, I don't drink soda as much. I like to drink water because water comes off quicker if you go to the steam room. So um, that's how I'll do it. I ride the bike. I run early in the morning. Um, then after that, you just gotta let your body relax and do, do do squats before you ride. Because if you ride seven, eight horses throughout the day, you gotta be prepared. Because if you got eight shots, you gotta ride every one perfect. So let's let's talk about like like uh, you know your your typical race day. Uh, before the races, do you do you study the race? You study the racing form. Do you do that at home the night before, or do you do that do that between races? How do you prepare for for a full race card uh, in terms of the handicapping, analyzing your horse, and where you might be? I like to do all my work at night whenever I'm nice and relaxed because um, when I sleep, I, it, it sinks in my mind better for me. So the next morning. By the time I look at the form to ride that day, it's just like a, a image. I have a I have an image in my head how I want to ride the race. How if, if they gotta have three horses in front of me and I gotta sit fourth, or how fast they going. Um, you gotta know all of that going into it. Um, I, I try not to overanalyze because you're gonna get yourself in a bad situation because you you don't never know what can happen once the gates open. So you got to have an A and a B and go from there. But um, you just got to be really smart. You, 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 they got a lot of really good jockeys and a lot of um, jocks that just ride races, ride horses. They don't understand the dynamics and the math about doing certain things in a race to win the race because of time. How do you so like before the race you go and chat with the trainer, and um, you know how do you? I guess do you, you know to the extent that do you take those instructions to heart, or, or what about especially situations where you're 
your ideas may differ with how the trainer wants the race to be run or, or, or kind of does it really depend on your relationship with the trainer? Kind of how does that part work? You got to have a relationship with all trainers, but you also have to be the best at your perfect at, 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 at your job. You got to be a professional. So what that means is like they're going to come to you and they're going to ask you, what you, how do you feel about the race? And, you know, pretty much they let me do anything I want whenever I ride because they know I'm going to do my best. Uh, they know I do my homework. They know I study. They know I exercise. They know, they know, you know, I'm focused. So, you know, so a lot of trainers, I went to the paddock last week and I was riding a horse and I thought the track was fast that day. And I went to the paddock. I told my, if I'm going to win this race, no matter what the trainer say, I'm going to the league. So I walked to the paddock, and I told the trainer, um, hi, Mo. Go to the league, because that's the only way I'm going to win. He said, go to the league. You can go to the league, Kendrick. And the horse went to the lead. I win the race. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's, it's just some things you got to have. Um, it's a team effort always, but you got to have a relationship with a person to make everything work, because the trainer might tell you, take the just take the horse back mm -hmm. and that would be the wrong thing to do because you up against the pace they, they never had no pace in the race so you know you gotta have everything going your way uh the, the track was speed that day for the first five races and it changed track too as you as the day go on because the time changed the sun sets at certain times so the water come out of the the sand more, so you're going to get a quicker track. It's, it's, it's a lot of dynamics about riding racehorses. It's not about just going around the track. It's about numbers. I'm sure you guys know that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, you're especially attuned with the, the track biases when the track is playing inside or outside and uh, on speed and off speed. Is that something that, that, you know, is that something the horses help tell you, or do you watch, do you watch races and replays that help tell you that, or or kind of what's what's your secret there? I like warming my horses up in the post post parade because as you can as you know, Marshall, we go off with the pony. But usually, I like breaking my horses off by themselves where I can get a good feel of them, get a good feel of the racetrack, see if they handle it. I go in and I go out, and then I stop my horse. I look at the track. It's just you know you gotta if you got a good eye, you can see where it's gonna go from three inches. To three and a half or three and a quarter, you can see it because the 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 farts in the in the racetrack is 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 if you pay attention good and you can and you got good eyes, you're gonna you're gonna see it, Marshall. Mm -hmm. um, well, t like uh, the one thing is you are one of the you know not only one of the top jockeys, uh, you know I guess you you were Parks parks leading jockey for eight years uh won the uh, uh aqueduct 2020 fall title but you are one of the best gate jockeys in the country and i actually have these stats since 2017 at at new york tracks you were the top uh, uh jockey at getting horses out in sprint races and uh um you know 20 percent of the time your horses broke on top uh you know I, I know that's that's uh you know often the horse but it's it's very much often uh, the rider. And so what's your secret about getting a horse out of the gate uh, uh, fast and, uh, you know, fast horses that break well, 
38 horses, 38 percent of horses that break on top make the lead, and 22 percent win. Those are good numbers. So, what's what's your secret there? Uh, okay. My my secret is I like to warm my horse up. Then I like to give him a break right before he go in the gate, just to let him relax, catch his breath, let him calm down because he's gonna go in the gate where he's gonna start rattling because other horses is gonna start moving, and um, I always perfected in my in my breaking at the gate skill because if you break out the gate, that's ninety percent win rate of winning the race in my eyes. Because the other ten is that sometimes he might break slow and he might win, but I really perfect on breaking out the gate just because nobody else can do it as good as me. So you might as well keep trying to get better at it. You know. Um, I like to break my horses good just because you can change the dynamic of the race because some guys might look at you break in front of them by two let They might take back and they wanted to go to the lead. Now you're on the lead by yourself. Now you got slow fraction. So now you're the winner. So that's my philosophy of it. And I don't like grabbing racehorses because they're big, strong animals. So you might as well let them get into a good stride. Let them feel like they're winning the whole race. Let them catch their breath nice and easy. Talk to them. I talk to my horse the whole race. I don't know about the other jockeys, but I'll be talking to my horse the whole race. So, you know, just let them know that they're comfortable. Don't worry about it. We're going to be okay. Every jockey break horse different, Marshall, but they can't do it the way I do it. I only see one other guy break out the gate as good as me. is Paco Lopez. Hmm. Well, in Naira, you're clearly the top. I've got Irad and Trevor McCarthy behind you, and yet there's some successful jockeys there. Uh, Rosario's numbers are, 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 you know, he's one of the five worst, and yet he's still a very successful jockey. So it's it's just interesting looking at these numbers. But, you know, clearly breaking a horse is important. Tell me what you're looking for as we go to sort of the, the early and middle stages of a race. You know, you talked about communicating with your horse, uh, you know, tell me about kind of what you're looking for, you know, when you're in that early and middle stages of your race to, to how you know that your horse is running well, how you communicate with your hands through the horse's mouth. Tell me a little bit about that. Um, say, say, say we leave the gate the first quarter of a mile and get your horse into a good stride. Now you're getting into the middle of the race where they're going to switch leads at the half a mile pole because our horses switch leads. They go from the right to the left. So they switch to the left. It's like driving a car. So now I'm sitting behind the horses, and you, you're going to see when they switch leads, if you got too much of a hole of them or too less of a hole. I like to have a medium hole because when they switch leads, most horses like to run into the turn and slow down. So whenever I'm sitting back there in the dirt hitting him, and he switched leads and he jumps on the bit at the half a mile, then you relax him again because now you know you got some more horse because now he he, he indicating that, okay, don't worry about it. Just give me a second, let me let me get going again. You can you can tighten the reins up, then I'ma really go. So now you're getting closer and the horses is backing up in front of you. Now you gotta have a vision of if you got four horses in front of you, you gotta have a vision what guy got the less horse than you sitting in the pocket? Now that's up to you to see what guy is moving his hand, what guy is riding harder than the other one. So now you got to switch. 
the guy on the real die switched to the two pack. Well, look like the favorite in front of me is the two horse. So I'm gonna just follow him. Now, if you follow him, the other two dead horses is backing up outside. Now you can go in or out. The best thing for me, if you if you traveling behind horses and you weaving through traffic, you want to get clear. Most horses want to be clear to run faster. They don't want to get caught inside. That's that's what I'm thinking. Tell me a bit about like the kickback. Is that is it worse at some tracks or on some days? Does it bother horses? Does it bother you? Oh, the kickback. It all depends how um, the surface is on the racetrack. Philadelphia got the worst kickback in in the history of horse racing. Mm-hmm. So that's how that's how bad the dirt hurts there. You got to put Vaseline on your face because you don't want the dirt, the chemicals in the winter your skin because it'll make your skin get like uh like little like get bumps all the time so you know that's some of the things that we have to deal with new york is different they got different um surface um it all depends how cold the day is if the dirt gonna hurt or not the warmer it is the dirt don't hurt the 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 wetter the dirt it hurts it it hurts really bad it it, it do sometimes but you just gotta you gotta be really dynamic underneath the horse where is only hitting the, the the front of the blinkers and moving off the top of the ears of the horse. So what about like so so you're riding the horse, your horse is sitting comfortably. Uh, you know, at what point do you start asking your horse? Uh, when do you start scrubbing? Uh, um, uh, you know, do some horses need a smaller push while others need a lot of works? When do you start scrubbing on your horse, and, and what are you looking for in terms of their reaction to it? Well, whenever in New York, the race track, the ovals are bigger, so you know you got to wait a little longer in New York because the quarter pole is is in the middle of the turn. So, you know, you really got to have your times down in your head. So, by the time you're getting, I try to wait to start riding the horse in New York to the eight pole, right right past the eight pole because you got a long way to go. They got um, New York have the longest stretches in the country, so. What I'm looking for is when my heart's going to switch leads, is he just going to take off or is he going to gradually pick it up so I'm going to have to get after him more. Now you got some of them soon they switch, you tighten the reins and you pump them, they really like spurt away from the horses. So, you know, um, I'm one of the guys that just want to have one gradually pick it up and pick it up and pick it up. And, you know, the more you motivate him, the more he give you, so it's hard to beat a horse like that because he's a grinder. He, you know, the horses that spurt away right away at the top of the lane, the last sixteenth of a mile or the last thirty yards, you might get run down. Mm-hmm. So I'm real, you know. I, I don't like to squeeze my horses too early in New York. I like to keep them really, really in a loose hold, medium. Where I know when the horse run up to me, they kick right away. Philadelphia is different because Philadelphia is a is a mile track, and the quarter pole in the stretch is a little bit shorter than New York. So, so when do you make the decision to sort of go from scrubbing to the whip? And you know, I've, I've often wondered why. You know, like you know, there's talk of you know going right-handed versus left-handed. Those kind of decisions. How do you you know kind of stick work? Tell me a little bit about stick work and, and kind of what's going through your head and, and how you operate with that. That's a that's another thing. Whenever I first started, when we 
start of the conversation, you gotta feel the heart. The heart's gonna indicate if you're gonna go left or right when you hit him. Or if you're not hitting him, if he's lugging in, that means you switch your stick to the left hand and cross your right rein over your left rein so you can have control while you hit him left-handed. I know it sounds difficult, but um, it's not as difficult as I made it seem. And, you know, when they running and you see a horse, you know, some jockey is going to keep hitting the horses and the horse don't really want to be whipped. I can feel that. Like, like I'm that person. Like, I know when to stop hitting my horse and just show him and just, and just motivate him and just, you know, like, like holler at him a little. You know, they, they run a little bit faster when you holler at him. So, you know, um, I'm a 5'6 guy. Get their attention quick and then motivate them. They, you can go left or right. I love to go left-handed because most jockeys don't go left-handed because they don't they don't like to switch the stick. But I love it. It's my favorite thing to do. So it just is something that, since most don't do it, it's something new to the horse? Or do you think you get more out of the horse going yes. left? Yes. Yes, you're going to get way more out of the horse going left-handed than going right-handed because a horse is, a horse is used to everybody whipping it on the right side. So you got to whip it on the left side. And then it goes faster. Mm-hmm. Tell me a little bit about... They got a lot... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna. I was just gonna talk a little bit about like race riding. I know that that um, you know there's a lot there's a lot of lot of hurting. It, it's somewhat controversial, but it's also you know part of the game. And uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on sort of race riding versus hurting versus you know something that would get in trouble with the stewards. Uh, uh, I'm curious your thoughts on that. I feel like um, race riding. You got to do it. You, the, the owner, the trainer pay you the race ride. Now it's up to you on how far you're going to go with it to get suspended or get five, three days, whatever, you know. So in the hurting, it's just sometimes some people overdo it. And, you know, we all make mistakes. It's just not something you should want to do because you should love the person just as much as you love yourself that's next to you because you want him to go home to his family, too. But the race ride, I love the race ride. I mean, man, I, I mean, this is what it, it's like—a football player catching a touchdown. I mean, that's 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 what that's what we out there for, you know. Um, you gotta block them when you can. Whenever you think they on the best horse and you on the less horse, you got you 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 gotta do things out there to make yourself a winner. You can't let them dictate your way of winning. That's what's wrong with a lot of jockeys. They they want to do what they see already out there that's going to happen. No, it's up to you to change the dynamic of the race. And that's what I love doing. It's my favorite thing to do. So, so, if you, so you going into the race know the favorite or know the horse that you think is most likely to win. And if you're in a position to, to keep that horse on the inside or put that horse on the tough part of the track – and it doesn't compromise you. That's that's something that that's you know part of your part of your game plan. Yes, yes. I mean, um, my favorite thing to do, Marshall. If you ever saw me ride, man, I love to. If you ever like, I like to break out of the gate fast and keep everybody five six wide going into the turn, and just slowly let my horse switch leads into the turn. Now, I open up by two three length, and I'm slowed down. Everybody's shuffling behind me because they're trying to get position because I left them so far out. The favorite thing I love to do. 
Well, I do think that the breaking fast and getting to the lead, especially because, you know, it, you know, jockeys are so afraid to go back to their trainers from a speed duel. Like they, a lot of them grab their horses. And so if you're aggressive and you get loose on the lead, you know, as, 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 as we've talked about in class, there's no better trip in racing than a horse that's loosed on a soft lead. And, and you know, getting out of the gate is a key to that. Um, yeah, yeah. And a lot of jockeys, Marshall, to be honest, they don't know how fast they're going, man. Mm-hmm. Is that, do you feel... That, that, that's why a lot of riders wouldn't don't go to the lead, Marshall. Believe me when I tell you. Do you feel you have a pretty good clock on your head and where, that just come from years of experience and uh, riding in the morning? Yeah, I, I have a pretty good clock in my head. And, you know, like I say, you know, sometimes I do go fast, but my horses still keep running because I don't get in the way of them. You know, they just keep running and running and running. As long as you don't get in the way of them, they just maintain. They maintain, they, they, they breathing, they pace. It's, 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 it's a very simple way. Just don't don't mess with them. Do horses know where the finish line is or no? Oh, yes, they do. Oh, yes, they do. I love the ones that stick their nose out whenever they want to be a winner, and I don't like the ones that don't want to stick their nose out. It'd be like that sometimes, though. But they know they know where the wire at. Every single horse know where the wire at. Well, you do have horses that, you know, and this gets beyond our numbers, that, that are herd animals versus ones that really want to establish dominance and win. And, and so, you know, when you're riding a horse that, that – you know, doesn't necessarily want to put his nose out in front, but loves running with his friends. Do you have to just time your ride correctly, or, or how do you deal with that? Yeah, you just got to time your ride correctly. I mean, the way I like to do those type of horses, I like to keep them covered up as long as I can because they they, they, they almost like turf horses, you know. You got to keep them covered up, covered up. You get them out, boom, they get up the last couple of jumps, you know. That's 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 what I like. That's what I do with horses that 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 wait on other horses in the race. You know, I try to wait as long as I can, keep them covered up, and when I make my move, I always go out. I don't never go next to the other horses. Always go out because if you go next to them, you're gonna wait on them. So you always go out, then go in, because by the time you go in, you already gonna open up another lane or half a lane, just just because of the dynamic of it. You know. So uh, after the race, I always, you know, after the race, you, you communicate with the trainer. Do you give trainers advice on new equipment or kind of class relief or how the horse fell under you? What's the sort of post-race protocol? Yeah, you know, um, I try to give the best advice I can because regardless if um, I ride the horse next time or not, you know, I, I feel like I, y'all put me up there, so – you know, we can win and, and, and graduate together, but some things don't work out that way. So I love giving good information to the trainers to see if we can make the horse better, if you need to be stretched out longer, if you need to be um, a, a, a sprinter, you know. It's just, you know, it's, it's the best thing for the whole team. And that's the only way things are going to go good and you're going to win races if you help the trainer just like the trainer trying to help you. It's, it's, it's going to benefit the whole team. Do you give advice on, like, equipment? Is there ever the, the hey, this this horse needs blinks or time to take them off? And, and how do you make that judgment? Um, you know, it's just you feeling the horse and seeing what he do in the race that you think if you put more, if you put blinkers on him, 
he might not even lean on the horse. Like I rode a horse last week. Uh, he had full cup blinkers on. Somebody got through the rail. I went to catch the horse, and he lugs in to go meet her. Well, that means he he need to see what he's doing. You know, he's not seeing what he's doing. He don't see nobody. So he need a, they need to open up the blinker a little bit more. So when I go to meet him, he don't lug in as much, and I can control him, you know. Then, then he might pass. But um, he's another one, like I said, you got to keep him covered up, and he's going to get up the last jump. He's one of those type of horses, you know. Um, the bits. The bits are real funny. You got to have good hands. Um, I have really good hands. Um, thank God for that. And he, you know, I'm a more of a ring bit and D bit guy on the horse. That's all I need. I don't need too much equipment. Uh, uh, I get along with horses really good. What about it? Like a rank horse? Is it you know when you see your when you see a horse, you're up there and you're riding and it it's it's ter- pushing its head and it wants to go. You know, how do you sort of handle that? Is that, you know, is that? That's that's tough because, like, you want to grab. As a, as a human being, you want to grab the horse and pull. It's, it's just a, um, that's just part of us, you know. So uh, what, what I learned over the years is try not to pull and grab the mane. You know, Whenever I have a horse running off, I try to just grab the mane and loosen the rein where, where you wouldn't touch his mouth because that's why he's running away from you because you, you, you got tension. So I try to relieve the tension, grab the mane, and I would say eight, time, eight out of ten times is going to work. Two times out of ten, you, you, you're going to have to you gonna have to holler at the boys next to you to let you up. I mean, I guess it's just when a horse is rank, you know, they rarely win. And, and do they often come, you know, if I, I'm looking at my form and, and see a horse's rank in his last race, is that is that a horse to maybe avoid in his next start? Or is it something that they the trainer and jockey may get correct and, and the horse may be okay? Nah, I would. It, it all depends, you know. If they change the jockey, you know, with a different jock on him. But man, th- those horses, they, uh, they one trick ponies, and you can't just slow them down. You know, mm-hmm. it's just that horse got it. That horse has that horse would have to change hands to a different trainer to do something different to him. Because mm-hmm. that trainer there is not getting it done. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, every trainer do something different. So somebody going to do something different to make him change. That's good advice. Uh, after the race, it always strikes me how, you know, jockeys are, you know, they are, y'all are, you know, sweating pretty heavily. Tell me a bit about the physical exertion it takes to ride a race. It's, you know, a minute and 12 or minute 36. And yet um, y'all look like you've just been, you know, run, run couple 400s. <laughs> Well, I tell you what, the hardest part is, is um, after the race, you know, because the horse never want to pull up. They always want to pull you in and keep going because they train to just keep galloping and training, you know. So that's the hardest part because going around there, if you're a fit athlete, you're not blowing. We not If you're blowing after the race, you're not fit mm-hmm. because, you know, you're just not doing what it has to be to be the best in New York or in any colony. That's the way I see it, you know? Um, but the, the the toughest part is the sloppy track, Marshall, 
is the hardest thing that hurts our bodies the most. Whenever it's raining, the track is deep. I mean, it, it just um, it takes a toll on your body for at least two days. Then you can recover. Do you get sore like in your knees or ankles or, or any other, you know, any, any particular places that get, you know, from riding all the time in their particular particular areas that get sore? No, you know, I've been I've been very blessed. Um I, I have been hurt in the last five years twice, but I don't I don't never ache. I don't never have pain. You know, the 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 the, the biggest thing, my body, I just need a, it just like to relax. Like like I need my I need my hour and a half of just letting it sit down and don't do nothing. Hmm. And right after I ride and I'm okay. I can't do nothing after I ride. I just need to sit down for a little bit, relax, then I'm gonna be okay. But um, they got a lot of jockeys that's banged up. I mean, I just had, I just broke my femur, which you know, but mm-hmm. my femur, I broke my ankle what eight months ago. Nah, it feels good, man. I, I, I don't have no, no aches or pains. Well, it's it's great, and it's great to see you riding seven days a week. Not hard, hard working man riding parks and aqueduct. Uh, can you, can you tell the difference? Tell me about the difference in riding a stakes horse. I mean, you get, is that just a different feel than riding a, you know, a, a regular claimer allowance horse? No, it's no different, Marshall, because um, it's a, it's a, it's a difference, but it's not a difference because you still got to go out there and break good out the gate and get your position and ride and ride smart, just like you ride the cheap one. Mm-hmm. So, um, yes, it's really good that you get a good one and ride a good one, but I don't um, it's more prestige, but I don't, you know, it's all the same thing when it comes to riding to me, you know, just, a, you know, the jockey's going to try to block you and cut you off just like they do in the little regular races too. Mm-hmm. Tell me about, uh, like turf versus dirt, right? Different strategies on each surface. Oh man, I tell you that everybody see you got to sit, sit, sit on the turf. Um, I believe in that. But when you sit and sit and sit, and I like to go to the lead on the grass. Um, uh, the grass is really funny, tricky. You can get a horse stopped five times and still win a race just because that's what those type of horses like to do. Um, on the dirt, you can't get stopped five times because you never make up the ground to catch the winner. It's just, it's, i never seen it. Maybe, oh, uh, no, what's the horse in New York that went the Wood Memorial? With Joe Talamo. Mm, I, I don't remember. Is this fairly? This must be a while ago. Cause Re- it's been a while. Revenge, ago. revenge, mm. revenge. Yeah, I want revenge. That, that's the only one I saw get stopped three times and still win by five. Mm. So he was a racehorse. So you know the turf is very different. I love riding the turf because when it's a big field, jockeys do a lot of. You know, they, 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 a lot of jockeys don't know how to ride the turf, so they do things to mess up the favorite, and then you can, you know, always make up for that and win the race. But on the dirt, usually it seems like the favorite wins to me if he's in a in a in a in a good spot. One, two, three. You know, mm-hmm. dirt horses you can't. Dirt horses you just gotta let them get their rhythm and just don't never get them stopped. I hate getting a dirt horse stopped. Uh, 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 it's. You can't get them going again unless you unless you got that much horse. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- 
Tell me, is there any different strategies in turf sprints? Is those just, do you just get your horse out and go as fast as you can? No, turf sprints is, is, is very different. Um, when I, when I first came to New York, I was very puzzled about them because we only run five furlongs in, in, in Philadelphia and five and a half in Maryland. And I never done that that much, but whenever I got to New York and we started running three quarters and seven eighths on the grass, it just totally threw me for a loop because, um, I don't know the dynamics of it when it goes from dirt to turf. So, you know, I might have lost at least 20 races when I first went to New York in the years just trying to figure it out. But I think I benefit more in the last three years of me um, learning how to put my times together and my, and my horses together and learning the turf course in New York. It's, it's, very, it's, it's very different. You, um, damn, you got to ride that thing to know that thing, Marshall. What, so there's like a particular spot at each of the tracks you want to make your move and you yeah, have... just because just because Belmont is so big, Marshall is so big, you can't let your horse run in a turn because they're gonna run you down because it's the it's, it's 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 big sandy. So you know you're going down the backside now. You're going you know you're going three quarters. You're going fast now. You got three people around you now. You're like oh my gosh, you can't let this horse run into the turn because you know they're gonna run you down. The last sixteen because y'all went twenty one or twenty two and they're gonna go forty four because they're still pushing you. So you know it's 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 hard to win over there on the lead because of what I just told you. They got jocks that just ride kamikazely and just don't understand the dynamics of it. You know, like I was doing. I'm not saying they bad jocks, but I was doing the same thing when I first went to New York because I didn't understand it. But now, since I understand it, I want to sit more going three quarters and seven eighths. Uh, um, seem like horses win more um, coming off the pace seven furlongs, three quarters in Belmont. What about is there a particular you know riding a two year old or a first time starter? You know, I, part of it is is obviously you know wanting to win the race, mm-hmm. but is 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 they you know as part of it is them learning their lessons. You know, not ha- having it be a bad experience so they can go off and win in the future. Any any different ways that you handle two-year-olds or, or first-time starters? I look at it as, you know, I try to make sure I treat them as sweet as I can because, man, it's a shock to them coming to the paddock. And, you know, they've seen it all, but, you know, whenever I ride them, if they, if they, if they prepare to run and win, you're going to feel it right away. They're going to go that professional. Some of them do a little difficult things, but, it, I, I like to teach them a lesson if they're not going to win first time out because, you know, it's best to teach them a lesson than um, fry them and they're not going to run good the next time, you know. So if they break bad, I sit on him, let him run through dirt, let him let him look good, closing. Next time, run him in the same spot. Hopefully he break better. We'll be a little bit forwarder. He don't have to take as much dirt. He'll run better. He might win. You never know. But um, the two-year-olds are very different. They, 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 they. You're gonna you when you get on them, you're gonna feel the seasoned two-year-olds, and you're gonna feel the ones that's not quite there yet. You know, like mentally. But that's that's gonna be your judgment to um, teach them and and understand that horse. Mm-hmm. 
Well, great. Well, look, I appreciate your time. I'm going to hit you with just a couple quick hitters and, and, and then let you go uh, win some races at parks. But uh, what's your favorite uh, uh, race race track to ride? Oh, boy. I tell you, Saratoga, you cannot. Saratoga is just, that's my spot, Saratoga. I love Saratoga. Mm-hmm. Every time you win a you win one race, it feel like you. Every time you win a race, it feel like your first one. Mm-hmm. Do you have a favorite under so I love under the radar? Maybe one of the smaller tracks that you rode at before parks or New York. Any any sort of under the radar track that you really really like? Oh, I used to. Love, oh, Charlestown was my favorite, man. Any secrets to riding the bull ring? Or uh, Jeff Rocco say save ground. Don't come off the rip. Any, any who were the trainer? Uh, two of the jockeys you kind of looked at, kind of modeled your riding style at. Besides your dad coming up, uh, Mark Johnson and Stu Elliott. Mm-hmm. Any under the radar trainers, you know that uh, that you're really impressed with that you think do a good job. <sighs> Man. You know, you can't be picky about those. They all do they all do something, you know. They got some they got some they got some good trainers that's coming up. I see um Falcone, um Michelle Jim Julio, I see um Ray Handel doing really good. You got a young guy named Austin that that just came to New York, so you know those I see those young trainers in the next couple of years establishing themselves in New York pretty good. Now I see you've ridden Arabians. You're two for thirteen lifetime. You ever ridden the quarters? Oh yes, I wrote, yeah I rode quarter horses whenever I was like first beginning how to ride. That's how I got good out the gate. You know, my dad put his own quarter horses before thoroughbreds. You know, so. That's my secret to me being so good at the gate was the quarter horses, but I love them. If somebody asks me to go ride a million dollar race today, I'm going. Does that is that just get them out of the gate and and, and ride them hard? Is hey, that... go, go go as fast as you can, as 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 short as a distance as you can. Well, anyway, well, look, Kendrick, I very much appreciate your time. Uh, you know, we're, we're always there. I'm always there rooting for you. I look forward to seeing you at Saratoga. And, uh, you know, I, I hope you get some big mounts this year. It was a thrill uh, seeing you at the, at the Derby last year. And, and hopefully there are more mounts like that to come. Yes, sir. Thank you, Marshall. And I'll see you soon. Hopefully in the winter circle, Marshall. In the winter circle. That's right. All right. Thanks, Kendrick. Appreciate it. <laughs> All right. Peace, folks.